live from the Raiders practice facility at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. Just win, baby! It's Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. And here's your boy Q. And here we are kicking off hour number two of Unnecessary Roughness live from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders HQ, right here in Henderson. Uh, always love having an opportunity to be here and bring you the show uh, live at HQ. And this is the first time that I've done a show in the 2021 season when it is coming off a Raiders loss as they took a L to the Chargers 28-14 at 3-1 on the season. And look, man, you go every four games, you lose one game. Uh, at the end of 16, you're 12-4, and and then you got a bonus game for game number 17, and you roll the dice. Uh, you know, so it's not all doom and gloom, Raider Nation, but I'm letting you get your thoughts out. I want you to get your feelings out. Give us your two cents. Go ahead and woosaw. This is kind of one of those therapy days. And then, boom, you turn the page and you immediately start thinking about the Chicago Bears. We've been talking a lot about the offensive line. They got a dude that Raider Nation is very familiar with coming to town that, well, he's a really good pass rusher. And if that offensive line doesn't get things cleaned up, and I mean all of them, I'm not just talking about Leatherwood. I'm not just talking about Illuminor. I'm not talking about Andre James. I'm not talking about uh, John Simpson. I'm talking about Colton Miller as well. The whole offensive line has got to get better because a Khalil Mack and company is coming to town, and they will try to get after Derek Carr, and they'll get after him early, and they'll get after him often. And we had a caller earlier talking about, I'd rather see the Bears with Andy Dalton. I would too. Because Justin Fields, he might not be, you know, the best passer right now. He might not be slinging the ball around the yard that that well, even though he did a lot better last week uh, than he did uh, the, his very first start. But he can run, too. He can get out there and do some things. So he, he can be a very uh, dangerous weapon for that Chicago Bears team. So this is a, a, a pretty important game coming up. Very important game, as a matter of fact. How does the Raiders rebound? That's going to tell you a lot about a team. You, it, everything's all good when it's all wins, right? Everything is all good, man. Everyone's feeling good about themselves. They look good. They feel good. They play good. You know, showing up at events around town. Everything is good. How does a team, this, you, this will teach you a lot about the makeup and the mindset of a team. How do they rebound after a loss? After a loss that they felt like, hey, you know what? This is a game we probably could have had. Just didn't get off to the start. How do they go back to the drawing board on a short week, handle it, Get right back on that horse, as John Gruden mentioned earlier today, and and, and get after it. So uh, got a couple of good callers waiting online on the uh, on hold on the Raider Nation listener line. We're going to get to you in just a quick second, but I did want you to hear a quick soundbite from John Gruden talk about Alex uh, Alex Leatherwood, the rookie, number seventeen overall pick, the current right tackle for the Raiders. Uh, I've heard suggestions about moving him into right guard. I don't know if they're ready to do that just yet, but here's John Gruden talking about Alex Leatherwood. Well. Look, he's he's a work in progress. He's uh, he's competing. Uh, he does have uh, some things to clean up, as we all do. But uh, he's mentally tough. He's athletic. Um, I think he'll continue to get better and better the more he plays. But there's going to be some growing pains. But uh, he's athletic. You know, he's long armed. He's got some strength. Um, we just got to have more consistency from everybody, me included. There you go right there. John Gruden talking about Alex Leatherwood, some growing pains. And, yeah, he's got to grow, and he's got to grow quick. He's got to grow quick, fast, and in a hurry, and that goes for the whole offensive line. I'm not just pointing to one guy. Uh, you know, there's suggestions about him kicking inside the guard, and I said it uh, when he was drafted, and I said it when uh, GM Mike Mayock said that he's a starting right tackle, and if he doesn't work out there, he kicks in the guard. I'll tell you this. If he kicks in the guard, I, I don't think that that was a very good pick. 
You know, I just and I don't want to get here and I don't want to be on the soapbox and start criticizing a bunch of draft picks or anything. But uh, they drafted him to be the right tackle. So and I'm not saying just stick with it because that's what you drafted him to do. But I think you got to give it a little bit more time uh, to try to let that grow before you all of a sudden just kind of knee jerk after one loss and and uh, make a decision to move him inside. Now, uh, at some point, you know, Tom Cable's going to have to go to John Gruden and say, hey, this is either working. I see the growth or I don't see the growth. And that's when uh, decisions have to be made. 702-365-9200 coming up at 320. Coach Brian Castro, Green Valley head football coach. He was Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week. You'll hear that conversation as we talk all things that uh, the award and his team getting the victory and uh, what they're doing now moving forward, a little high school football action. But let's go out to the Rare Nation listener line and talk to our guy Farouk. You're on Unnecessary Roughness. What's on your mind? How you doing, buddy? I've been a Raiders fan all my life. And uh, I don't know why everybody's panicking and going after the offensive line. Everybody forgets we were the number one offense this year so far. And uh, Derek Carr was the uh, offensive player of the month. So what are we, uh, what are we yelling about losing one game? Right. I think it all came down to one play. When Derek Carr did take the sack, he should have throw the, thrown the ball away. When they kicked the field goal and they missed. And John Cruden, if he threw the ball away, he would have gone for it in a fourth down, and it would have been 21-21. So I'm not ready to give up and start making shuffling, uh, you know, the offensive line being shuffled and what have you. Right. It's, just, it's, it's work in progress, but it has worked. And we lost the game. Big deal. You know, we lost it to the Chargers. I hate it. I hate the Chargers with passion. <laughs> right. A lot of my friends here, we close to San Diego. Okay. They're Chargers fans, and I always rub it in their face. But, uh, <laughs> you know. We lost the game. Big right. deal. Yeah. So let's bounce back and let's start winning some more games. Um, it worked for three games. Right. right. And we played tough teams. We played tough teams. I don't think the Chargers are as good as everybody's saying. I think they will figure their quarterback, yeah, they'll figure them out. And the league is figuring out uh, uh, Kansas City right now. And they're figuring out how to stop them, stop Mahomes. So they will, they will stop this guy. These are division games. They'll always come to the wire. So I'm not panicking yet, and I'm enjoying watching the game. Okay, good stuff. Hey, thank you for the call, Farouk. I appreciate you, man. That's a good level-headed uh, call right there. He's not worried about it. He's not hitting the panic button. Like he said, it worked for three games. And, look, you can criticize the way that the Raiders won the first three games, but bottom line, they won the first three games. So you're right. Even though the offensive line struggled at times, uh, all of them, Andre James, Alex Leatherwood, uh, Illuminor, uh, you know, all those cats, you know, John Simpson, Colton Miller, they still found ways to win, so he's not ready to start shuffling things around. You know, you get back to the drawing board. Like I said, you'll learn a lot about this team this upcoming week. Uh, the Chicago Bears coming to town should be a fun game. Uh, Legion Stadium is going to be on and popping. Uh, like DeMond said, you don't have to worry about no lightning delays and all that other stuff. Ain't going to happen at Legion Stadium. Ain't going to have those problems. I will say that we're going to do a pre-pre-show. It's going to be called Q's Kickoff. It'll be 10 a.m. Sunday morning. We'll be doing it from uh, the radio station right there where DeMond's at right now. We'll be in the building 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Then every home game will have Q's kickoff, but we'll do it from the Coors Light landing. So we'll be right there to welcome welcome you into Allegiant Stadium and then pass the sticks on to Eric Allen and uh, JT the Brick as they do the official pregame show for all Raiders home games. But make sure you tune in. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. I cannot wait to be part of this uh, starting on Sunday at 10 a.m preparing for the Chicago Bears. Let's go back out to the Rare Nation listener line. Uh, Mitch in New Jersey, what's on your mind this afternoon, my man? Q, how you doing? Sounding good? Thank you, man. I'm good. It was a few games. Uh, I still, I still won't be worried, but uh, you got to say, uh, no, Drake, Kenny Drake and Braden Edwards, 
Send us more uh, guys. I wish he could play better. And mm-hmm. did I see, read right that, that my boy Farrell had a tackle and insist things are things are looking good for overall, but especially for him. What do you think? And thanks for taking my call, brother. Thank you so much. I do appreciate you. And uh, yeah, man, Drake's not living up to the billing. You know, that's that's unfortunate. I mentioned on uh, yesterday's show that you know he was he was signed to be the one-two punch with Josh Jacobs, and it hasn't worked out yet. Uh, he's done a good job catching the ball in the backfield and picking up some first downs, almost like some extended runs, especially in that Baltimore game. But hasn't been the guy that I expected him to be uh, when they signed him. And so uh, we'll see what happens moving forward. He's going to be a guy that's going to be leaned on because Peyton Barber, I don't know how long he's going to be out or if he's going to be out. Just know that he was banged up and wasn't able to keep going in that uh, Charger game. And they needed him. They need him. They needed someone to run the rock, and just wasn't happening. And uh, you know, as Taylor uh, Bashadi told us in the first hour, that she just thought that Josh Jacobs didn't look like he was 100 percent conditioned to where he needed to be after missing a couple games early on this season. But thank you for that call, Cleve Farrell. As far as him, um, I mean, he's been all right. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blow smoke up your backside. I'm not gonna tell you something that's not real. Uh, he's been all right. You know, he's been all right. He, and it's unfortunate, you know. I mean, he's a guy that's expected to be way better than all right. You know, I mean, he, he came in and, you know, he, he was out there. <laughs> you know, there just there wasn't a whole lot to get excited about. But uh, I heard JT the Brick mention it earlier today, like the Raiders have some, some stars. Max Crosby is a star in the making. Unique Ngakwe has, has been a star in the league for quite a while. I'd like to see him get going a little bit more as well. Uh, he had a couple opportunities to get some sacks, and uh, he, he had a nice pressure on Herbert, but Herbert was able to get the ball uh, away. Uh, you know, defensively, who else do they have that's a, that's, that's a star? You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's not really there. Trayvon Mullen is a good player, but, man, now he's hurt. You know, his foot, his foot injury, uh, that could be something that's, that's a serious injury. That, that could hurt. Uh, but he's not a star. He's just a good player, you know. And Damon Arnett, he's been disappointing. I mean, let's just be honest. He's been disappointing, and he's banged up. Amik Robertson, I give him a lot of credit. Being a, a, a smaller DB, you thought that he was going to be a guy that was probably going to kick inside, and they are going to just uh, leave Nate Hobbs on the outside. But Amik Robertson did a really good job. Did a really good job, in my opinion. You know, maybe he's more comfortable on the outside. Nate Hobbs, you know, dealing with a concussion or, uh, you know, was evaluated for a concussion on Monday night. That's not good. Need him out there. They got a lot of injuries. But like JT said earlier, they need their stars to show up. Their stars are going to have to shine, especially for the next few games, man, including this game starting on Sunday against the Bears. Thank you so much for that call, Mitch. I do appreciate you. Let's go out to the guy that I talked about earlier. I mentioned his name earlier, Raider Reggie. What's up, my man? Welcome to Unnecessary Roughness. Q, what's going on, man? Hey, your mind seems like he got a little bit of Raiderism in him. He sounds <laughs> like right now he down because the Raiders lost. <laughs> but, man, check it out, man. I'm not going to. Uh, throw in the towel. This is the one thing about old school fans like Farouk, right? You know damn well we would take three and one, no matter how we got it. If somebody told you that's what we would be right now, so take this three and one. Let's look to the next four, because I remember when I first, my very first call in to you, I said I'm not going to start judging them yet. I'm going to let three games go by. Those three games have went by, and the one thing that sticks out for me is John Gruden's play calling. Now, I, I can't say it's the greatest. I can't say it's the worst. It's predictable. It's predictable. And what I'm thinking about is being one of them kind of coaches that fits your players into your play versus you fitting the play around the players. 
we have holes. We have weaknesses. We have guys that, that are better at this or better at that. And he's constantly trying to force them to do these other things. Now, the one thing I do know is we adapted. With all these parts missing, we've been adapting. Why did we go back to a different way than what got us here to 3-0? and I posted a tweet about that. Like, what got us to 3-0 and should work in this game. We should have used the passing to open up the running. Don't try to come in and just dominate running when we weren't doing that in the first place. So I don't know, man. San Diego is a good team. They ended up doing exactly what I wanted the Raiders to do to them. So all I can say is this. You got to take this one. Take this lump. If you ever been in a fight, I hope you understand that it ain't about you getting that one-punch knockout every time. You're going to get popped upside your head once or twice, too. And you better learn something about your enemy or the person you're going up against so you could come harder next time. Mm-hmm. We got to see them again. And we best not show up like that at Legion. You know right. what I mean? Yep. So we got time. And I could, I could see us making the playoffs and them being right in our way to get there. So we got to play them again. Let's go, Raider Nation. Hey, DeMond, I'm going to see you in silver and black real soon, player. Win, lose, or tie, we always Raiders till we die. Raiders! (laughs) There goes Raider Reggie right there. I like the call, my man. And I'll say it. I said it earlier in the show. uh, I I totally understand what you're saying about the pass game, opening up the run for the Raiders. But, man, uh, I feel like you're just really setting Derek Carr up to get killed. And, uh, you know, you just you don't want to put him in harm's way that much. You got to be able to run the rock a little bit. And I, I know what you mean. I, I know exactly what you mean about, you know, not not changing up what you're doing. Uh, but sometimes, man, against some of those teams that could just pin their ears back and get after you. And look, this is going to be a big test this week. The Bears could pin their ears back and get after you as well. That could be dangerous. That's going to be a dangerous recipe. And I'll just say this, with the Chargers run defense as bad as it was, the Raiders should have been able to get that run game going, but they weren't. Uh, they weren't able to do that. What'd you say, Demond? Okay, Demond wants to take a break, so I was about to get to another call. We'll take. We'll hold on because we do have another guest coming up, Coach Brian Castro, Green Valley head football coach. He's a Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week. We'll talk to him next. Talk about his team coming up with a big victory, twenty-one fourteen. We'll do that all next. Unnecessary roughness. Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. It is one of my favorite times of the week. That's when I get to talk to the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week. And this week it's Green Valley High School Head Football Coach Brian Castro. And Coach, thank you so much for your time. Congrats on being the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week. And more importantly, congrats on your team coming up with a tough-fought 21-14 win over Desert Pine last Friday night. Uh, That's a big win for your team. Yeah, absolutely it is. You know, uh, you know, I got a lot of good football players over there at Desert Pines, a lot of guys that are, you know, nationally recognized dudes and with a bunch of scholarship offers and stuff like that. And, um, you know, our, our kids played well and, and, you know, bought into what we were doing last week and couldn't be more proud of them. You know, they played with great effort for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and like the Raiders on Monday Night Football, you were down early, you know, 14-0 at halftime. You went into the locker room, made some adjustments, and came back with 21 unanswered points. Uh, what, what led to the Gators going on that run in the second half? You know what? Uh, uh, all week last week we talked about our guys telling them it was going to be a 48-minute game. Um, you know, so we knew that – 
you know, Desert Pines definitely had the uh, capacity to, to get some guys loose and to score some points. So, you know, we needed to be uh, mentally tough to, to withstand that and, you know, be ready to play 48 minutes. Talk to them again about halftime. Look, we got 24 minutes now. Uh, we knew we were getting the ball coming out at halftime and said, look, this drive is going to tell us what's going to happen with the rest of the football game. You know, we need to go down. We need to get points. You know, we need to have a great drive. And and that's what we did, you know. So and then, uh, you know, defensively, you know, those guys were playing lights out. Got a turnover with that uh, next series and offense offensively took it down and scored again. So, you know, real quick, it was tied up and, and our kids were excited. And, you know, we just kind of rode that momentum. You know, and the high school football season, as, as you very well know, is broken up into three parts. You know, you got the preseason, a.k.a. the non-league games. You got the league games and then you got playoffs. How big was that for you to start league play with a victory like that? You know, that's huge. Um, you know, our league is tough. Uh, you know, we play in the 5A. So, you know, it's it's the best of the best here in town. And, and uh, you know, we definitely got some heavy hitters in, in our division. So anytime you can start with a, with a 1-0 league in conference, um, you know, you're heading in the right direction for sure. Talk right now with Green Valley High head football coach Brian Castro here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And what did you learn about your team, especially not having football last season, to come back uh, and have football this season and to be off to the start that you you are off to right now? Uh, what have you learned about your team? Well, you know what? Uh, I think the one thing I've learned about our guys is, is they're resilient. You know, they want to be successful. I mean, obviously there was some, some – uh, some stumbles along the way. We got a lot of kids that, you know, haven't played football at the, at the varsity level, you know, let some not even at the high school level, right. you know? So, um, you know, it, there's definitely some, some things that you learn along the way that, that you kind of put in your toolbox and you can rely on later on in, in the season. And I think we're kind of getting to that, you know, we definitely made some mistakes early and, um, you know, those guys are able to, to, to call back on those times. Well, Hey, well, I should have done this in this situation. So, you know, now I know what to do. So, you know, it's uh, it, it's definitely uh, to work to our advantage for sure. You know, Coach, you said a term there that, you know, just kind of made a light bulb go off in my head. You said that the guys are resilient. Your team is resilient. And it's so funny to me. I feel like uh, high school football teams and, and young men and women, they're so resilient, uh, more than even us adults, you know. And, and it's so funny. Sometimes we got to take a lesson from from the kids and the players that their resiliency is, is actually we got to give them a lot more credit than, than sometimes we even think uh, off top. No, absolutely you do. I mean, you know, they don't, the kids truly only know what they're told and, 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 you know, a lot of these kids are a sponge and, and they really do want to learn. And, and, uh, you know, I think sometimes even me as an adult, I forget that they are listening, right. You know, and, and, you know, that definitely helps with some of that resiliency. You know, I think us as adults and coaches, we got to continue to give these kids the tools that they can use to be successful. That's why I think high school football is so important to kids, you know, whether, whether a kid's going to go on and get a scholarship or whether a kid's going to, uh, you know, be a, a full-time starter or whatever, there's so many things they can learn within football that's going to help aid them and, and um, you know, help them to build on that resiliency, you know. So, um, you know, you, when, as an adult, you look at these kids and sometimes you definitely wish you could be like them, you know, <laughs> when you play and all that stuff. But, 
but the, uh, the, the, the mental part of it and them being able to bounce back from things is, is pretty neat to see. Absolutely. We're talking right now with Green Valley head football coach Brian Castro here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And, you know, I always tell uh, anyone who will listen, really, that high school football coaches, uh, they're, they're more than just X's and O's. They're more than just wins and losses. They're, you know, mentors. They're father figures. They're, you know, guys that are uh, leaders in the community. And, and just what does it mean to you to, to be a high school football coach and knowing that there's so many responsibilities that go along with that? Yeah, you know what? Uh, I, I love it. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, um, kids are kids, kids make mistakes, kids do great things. And, and, uh, you know, I think everything is a learning process for them, but it's also a learning process for me. You know, I mean, kids have definitely changed over the years and, you know, how you got to approach them and how you communicate them has definitely, uh, changed, but, you know, be honest with you at the same time, young man, I mean, I was, I, I talked to these kids about music that they listen to and that, that I'll put on my radio and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just kind of a funny connection sometimes, but you know, it's, uh, it, it's definitely a great thing to be around for sure. Absolutely. And, and being the uh, recipient of the Tom Flores high school football coach of the week, they've been doing it each and every week. Uh, the Raiders are definitely heavy in the community as far as an organization goes. Uh, how important is that uh, for the team to be involved in the community and, and how special is it to be the recipient of the Tom Flores high school football coach of the week award? Uh, you know, well, first of all, we're we're very thankful for uh, for the opportunity to receive this award. Um, I think that from the beginning, the Raiders have have embraced Las Vegas and and wanted definitely to make their footprint in this city and and to be part of this city. Um, you know, Vegas is a is a unique place. You know, we have a lot of people that come to visit, but we also have a lot of people that make their homes here. And I think that the Raiders have definitely uh, embraced that and recognized it and, and wanted to be a part of that, you know, and, and I think that that's only going to help them to not only continue to build their fan base, but, but definitely have a, a loyal following here in Vegas, you know, and I know as a high school coach, it's, it's awesome for me to see, you know, a program like that to come in and, and want to recognize the things that we do, you know, cause I think it is important. And, uh, you know, want a program that's, that's you know known around the world uh, recognizes that too. It makes you feel good. Yeah, no, it really does, and it's really a lot of fun to be able to you know talk with high school football coaches each and every week, like I get to do here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty, and and just to you know kind of deep dive into every program, and and you know getting back to Green Valley and what you have coming up. I mean, you're in the heart of a, a conference play. Is there any major concerns that you have with your team right now? I know you always want to fine tune fine tune everything and continue to get better, but is there any area of concern you look at and say, you know what, this has got to get better for us to be successful in conference play? You know, I don't necessarily know that it's a concern. I just think we need to continue to build on the things that we've been doing. Um, you know, like I said, we've got young guys that that haven't been in a lot of scrapes and scraps as far as football goes, and and they're learning how to deal with that. And and uh, you know, they're they're taking great strides. So I guess if I was going to say anything was one concern is just you know, let's not listen to people outside of our program that are going to tell us how good or how bad we are or right. critique us or anything like that. Let's just focus on the dudes that are, you know, inside that circle and let's focus on, you know, what our day-to-day business is and what week-to-week tech is. So, you know, this week out of the league game against a uh, very good opponent and, you know, let's just focus on what we do and, and uh, all the rest of it should take care of itself. 
Yeah, you mentioned that uh, that game you have coming up this week. Uh, you're at home taking on Liberty. Obviously, the Patriots are a really good program, as you mentioned. Uh, what kind of challenges that do they present for you this week? You know, they're they're a big physical football program. Uh, you know, those coaches do a good job putting guys in the right spot. So, you know, it's it's definitely gonna be a challenge for us to uh, to um, defend in all phases and and to move the football. Um, I definitely think there's some things that that we can do and be successful. But, you know, it's football's a process like anything else. You know, you just, uh, you know, we don't have to take it one play at a time, one quarter at a time, and, and uh, see where it all shakes out in the end. Well, that's what it's all about. It's uh, it's about getting underneath those lights on Friday night and having a lot of fun. And, again, just being big in the community. High school football means so much uh, on and off the field. So, Coach, we definitely appreciate what you're doing uh, there at Green Valley. Again, congratulations for being the Tom Flores High School Coach of the Week. Uh, that award comes with a $1,000 donation from the Raiders to the program. Uh, and then you're also in the running to be Coach of the Year, the Tom Flores High School Coach of the Year. So, congrats again. Uh, good luck in your game this week against Liberty, and we'll be talking soon. Awesome. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Really appreciate it. No doubt about it. Always my favorite time of the week, no doubt. I mean, it doesn't matter if the Raiders win. It doesn't matter if they lose. I always love to catch up with the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week. And right there, Brian Castro from Green Valley High. Uh, Much thanks to him. Uh, The Gators came up with a big victory last Friday night against Desert Pine, 21-14 to start league play and have a big one, as you heard him mention right there, against Liberty. Coach Morocco does a great job with the Patriots. We'll come on back. This is Unnecessary Roughness live from Raiders HQ. That's right, the inter Mountain Healthcare Performance Center here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Got about 20-something minutes left in today's show. Live from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders HQ had a lot of great feedback so far on the Raider Nation listener line. Uh, a lot of great text messages as well on the Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Lots of good stuff to get to. Uh, got this text. How about this? Uh, last night's defeat. Yeah, I'm ticked that we lost. However, we are 3-1 and one and plenty of football to play. We've got to get healthy and get better play from our O-line. It's obvious. It's on to Week 5 versus Chicago Bears. We'll get back on track. Thumbs up emoji 100. Cheers. Sir Whiskey Ray, a really good text message right there, my man. Uh, let's see. Tom chimed in again. Not many teams worse than the Steelers. They didn't do much before Watt went out with three field goals. They're struggling to run block. Gruden wants to play bully ball without bullies. Uh, that's from Tom and... Oh, uh, there's 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 truth to that. And again, you're right. He does want to play bully ball. He does want to run the rock. And at some point, they've got to be able to run the rock. Um, I also said that, you know, you got to be a little bit more balanced. You can't just let Derek Carr, you know, drop back to pass 50 something times consistently. And Tom also said, Q, they run screens, two tight end sets, quick hits from the shotgun, seven man protections. There's ways to do it. Let's let Carr keep it on. Uh, one RPO, no one ever even looks his way like he's going to run, easily pick up six to seven yards. Uh, Gruden wants to play bully ball with no bullies. If a team shuts the run game down, it shouldn't shut down the entire offense. And, no, you're right about that. But that doesn't mean that you don't try. You're right. You're absolutely right. Stopping the run game doesn't mean that the offense goes away, but you you have to try. You can't just, well, it's not working. It didn't work a couple plays. It's like, it's like anything that we do in life. If you don't succeed the first time, you're just going to quit? Well, that didn't work. I didn't get that job, so I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to go back to the grocery store. I'll go back to FedEx. No. You know, hey, it didn't work. All right, try it again. All right, that didn't work. Try it again. At some point, you got, I mean, you just got to keep grinding, right? Some point, got to get things established. Peyton Barber was getting things cooking a week ago. Second half, it took him the second half, but he got things cooking. 
702-365-9200, Raider Nation listener line. Some really uh, patient listeners on, on the phone line. I do appreciate that. Fargo Raider, you're up first. What's on your mind this afternoon? Hey, what's up, Q? How you doing? Chilling, man, chilling. All right. I just wanted to start out by telling the nation the sky isn't falling, y'all. We're not one in three. Simmer down. You know what I'm saying? Everyone is Captain Hindsight. We all know best after the fact. Let's get let's get beyond that. I want to I want to remind the nation, y'all are quick to forget sometimes the 0 and 10 starts, the quarterback roulette with QBs that couldn't bring us down when we were down by seven points, man. Get off cars back like that. You guys need to show some respect. I'm tired of hearing our fans talking down our players. I challenge the the nation to give me the name of one quarterback that isn't affected by the pass rush. Just one, and I'll put that to bed. You know, he he protected the baby. He didn't put the baby on the ground. Right. And that's what I want to hear. You know, that's what I want to see. I think as far as the run game goes, we need to stick to that eye formation. The couple of good runs that we broke off was in that eye formation. When we can get that fullback who does his job pretty well to kick out that backer so we can get to the second level, we have some success. I heard somebody say that Jacobs is cooked. How's the man cooked? He's been hurt. He was tired. Right. If he if he's told to run to the A gap, that's where he has to run. It's not his fault that there's a wall there. You know what I mean? Right. We need to ease up on that. I I just think we need to help Leatherwood too on that side over there. You know, and that I formation will help as well as getting some chip blocks in there to help kick out whoever's out there pressuring him. You know. I shoot. I put. I was high on the Raiders. I put twenty bucks on it with the one with the one Charger fan that's out here in North Dakota. And when I went to pay this man his twenty bucks today, I made that Andrew Jackson into a Raider shield. You know what I mean? Yes, that's how <laughs> we do. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. I love it. I love it. Great passion there, Fargo Raider right there. And way to pay it off making that into a Raider shield that Andrew Jackson. I think that that's really cool, really creative as well. And I like it, man. Great passionate call, you know. I mean, hey, again, it's so funny how things – and look, I get it, man. I mean, this is uh, 24 hours following a loss. I get it. But, man, everyone was singing Derek Carr's praises yesterday. Everyone was talking about, you know, things are cooking well. Outside of Tom. Tom was definitely not that guy. But that's okay. Uh, you know, everyone needs time in their life. Everyone needs to have a little bit of, I always say you need to have some ratchetness and righteousness. Well, you always have to have some negativity in your life as well. You got to have uh, positive and negative. You got to, you know, have the, the, the Debbie Downer and you got to have the uh, positive Patty, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it, it's all good. I'm not mad at that. But uh, besides that, man, you know, uh, John Gruden, you know, he, he said that he, his play con has got to be better. I think that that's something that we all can agree with, that there's times, especially uh, in the red zone, where even though the Raiders were scoring points, they still haven't been as effective as they should be in the red zone. So there, there's a lot to still improve. But again, if you look at a quarter of the season is in the, t- in the books now, four games in the books and your team has lost one. It's not too bad. You've taken one L. Just think about this. You got into a fight four times in the last, you know, couple months. First of all, it's a lot of fights. But you got into four fights, and you lost one of them. It's not bad. You know, it's not bad. Let's go back out to the Raider Nation listener line and talk to Ryan in Missouri. Welcome uh, welcome to Unnecessary Roughness, my man. What's going on? I'm all about righteousness and ratchetness. Good evening, kids. What's up on the loo? What's up on the loo? <laughs> and uh, shout out to my guy, Baba Bowie. There you um, go. 
I want I want to reiterate the only thing stopping us is ourselves. Mm-hmm. The two things I'm looking at is Mike Mayock's failure to add adequate depth to our team. Second, the passive aggressiveness of our team. As it pertains to defense, I cannot speak highly enough on Gus Bradley and what he has done and where Gus is about to take us. Every week, Gus is showing his commitment to excellence by the adjustments he is making. We did blitz more yesterday, but it was not enough. We should have put pressure on Herbert through the A-gaps, and we should have blitzed their right tackle more to help out Crosby. It took too long for Gus to add more athletic players to the defense like Teamer, Diablo, and guys that can run. So our linebackers were getting exposed in the flats. Gus was in a bit of a pickle. Gus doesn't have enough healthy personnel to do what he needs to do, and that is Mayock's fault. As in an organization, we have been a reactive organization to Mayock's mismanagement of our roster. We are taking that proactive turn as of lately. When we change personnel during the games, Gus needs to alert them that the offense will test them immediately, and that is what opposing offenses are doing. On a lighter note, Q, you have to wage double or nothing with the mon on push-ups. You have to wage <laughs> like 15 or 25 until you build up an arsenal. And when you get that arsenal, you have to call out only one push-up at a time. When he does one of those demand things, you have to say, you know what, give me one. And when he gets <laughs> up, you, you utter, and he gets up and utter more words, you say, give me one more. And if you can't sing, like now, FaceTiming, you have to make it as demoralizing as possible. Instead of FaceTime, set the phone, I can't see you, put the phone on the floor, put him through obstacles, and say, okay, now give me one and get up. Did you hang up on him? Oh, no, that naturally just happened, man. You know what? <laughs> that naturally just happened. I man. think you hung up on no, him, dog. No, 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 you no, did him dirty, me. man. That's not me. Hey, things just happen. That's cold things game. It's funny. Hey, thank you for that call from the Lou, though. Calling from the Lou. Shout out to Dirty Nelly. Uh, man, that was a good call right there. Ryan in Missouri, definitely uh, appreciate that call, my man. And it's funny that he mentioned you, DeMond, because we did get a text message from uh, Raider Jay in Sacramento. Is DeMond asleep in the studio? I haven't heard from him all day. And no, he's not asleep. I just It's hard for him to be incorporated into the show and we have as many calls as we do, and then I'm not there in studio with him. It's hard for me to get him involved as much. But uh, DeMond is in studio, and I actually wanted to bring him up because – uh, he was there with me last night at the Oyo. We were watching the game. There's a lot of, hey, thank you, Raider Nation, for coming out and hanging out. A lot of good folks came out, uh, said that they listened to us on the show, and uh, they're big fans of DeMond. So I definitely want to get DeMond involved before the uh, before we, we uh, call it a day. Uh, DeMond, just what was your feelings? Uh, obviously, out there at the Oyo, meeting a, a lot of Raider Nation that, that came through. We gave out a bunch of prizes. But uh, just what was your overall thoughts on the game, especially the start that the Raiders got off to? Um, with, about the start that they got off to, I think this was one of those games that let Raider fans know and the Raiders as a team know you can't keep getting off to these slow starts. Eventually, the magic's going to run out, and that's what we saw last night. It's just like, man, it's hard to replicate that. Oh, second half team, fourth quarter, we leading the league in passing yards, and eventually it's not going to work every time. Right. 
no doubt, no doubt. And so, I mean, look, they they were able to rally a comeback. Uh, it, it fell short, obviously. They're still three and one after four games. They're still three and one. Short week, you can you know ball this one up, like my my guy Ward White used to tell me, ball this one up, throw it away, and, and start looking forward to the next game. You can't allow a, one game to beat you twice. Uh, that is a a, a big. A big key right there. But, uh, yeah, DeMond, I'll be back in studio with him tomorrow, so he'll definitely be active. And we'll have to get on that push-up. That push-up. No, uh, and that's another thing. You, you know, <laughs> Mr. Ryan in Missouri, it's just like, hey, take it easy, man. Hey, hey shout-out to the Lou. You got to double it up. You got to make one and do one. Hey, man, just take it easy. <laughs> shout-out to Dirty Nelly. Love the Lou. I got a lot of folks in the Lou, man. I do. Because we double up, man. You knows you might start losing and you might I'm not losing. Ups. I don't lose. I make smart I'm, bets. I'm just saying that if you, I don't lose. You hey. bet against Alabama, roll tide, and did then. You, did you see Lane Kiffin before the game, though? He was like, oh, what do you got prepared? He was like, get your popcorn ready. Yeah, you know, but I'm a look. I was feeling it, boy. Get your I'm popcorn. a Raider fan. I know Lane Kiffin. Okay, I know who he is. I know who he is. He's probably one of the few guys that when you say once a Raider, always a Raider, that term doesn't apply to him. <laughs> it just doesn't. It doesn't. Tom chimed in again. I know I got a call. Uh, one more call. Who, who, who we got a call from Baltimore, right? We got Sean in Baltimore. We also got 502 Raider D. Okay, hold on real quick. I want to get to Tom's text real quick. I don't want to forget it because I said that he wasn't um, you know, optimistic. He was the, the negative guy. And I say that loving, Tom. I'm not saying that as disrespectful, so don't, don't get that wrong. I love the way that you bring uh, feedback to the show, and, and that's why I always say that it doesn't start until you, you chime in on the text line. I do appreciate you. 69187, keyword R&R. Uh, he said, you mean realistic? Not everyone is unicorn and cotton candy. Raiders have all pros. Coaches never make a mistake. Won't criticize the team. Rah, rah, BS. I'm not a fanboy, Q. I call it like I see it. Maybe have a little higher expectations than perennial average 8-8 eight and eight squads. That's from Tom. And I don't disagree with any of that, Tom. I am not trying to uh, make you a fanboy, and I'm not going to be a fanboy. I tend to not look at doom and gloom all the time, but I get it. You know, the, the points that you make are valid. If they weren't valid, Tom, I would never bring them to the show. I would look at it and be like, oh, gosh, here goes Tom again. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's what I would do. There's been people, not on this station, because I think that this station generally uh, has a lot of great feedback, a lot of great callers and texters, uh, but I've been on radio stations where that dreaded call's coming through, and I'm like, great, got to hear this BS. And, and that's how I've said it. So, Tom, trust me, I'm – I'm not discrediting what you're saying. I would not bring it to the table. I would not share it at all if I thought it was, you know, rah, rah, fanboy, BS, any of that. I totally respect your your text, and I do appreciate that. Uh, next up, Damon, who do we have in Baltimore again? Sean. Sean, you're on Unnecessary Roughness. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, first, see, I got to give you your props, man, because I listen to your Locked On um, Raiders podcast like 5 a.m. going to work, so I don't know what time you be putting it out. <laughs> Going to work, man. But yes. I'm gonna tell you, uh, um, you can't. Oh, no. What happened last night? You like some type of yeah, sorry about that, Sean. It was phone connection. Oh, man, he, he held on a long time, too. I hate that his phone was cutting up. Uh, I heard him, what I basically heard from his call was uh, he felt like it was similar to what happened in Atlanta. 
I think that that's what uh, I think that's what he was trying to say is that that game felt to him like the Atlanta game from a year ago, and I, I, I'll say I got that feeling as well. Uh, John Gruden went for it on fourth down, wasn't able to pick it up, you know. And there's uh, a couple of plays I felt like there was guys available to, that were about to open up on that, but uh, again with Derek Carr being under siege for most of the first half, just didn't have time to hold on to the rock, dumped it off to Josh Jacobs, wasn't able to pick it up. I mean, there's you know a a, a, a spot. Turnover, not turnover, but a spot reversal. Um, I thought that on initial watching that play, Josh Jacobs came up a little bit short. It it initially looked like it came up short, and then when the replay showed and they had called it a first down on the field, I didn't think there was enough to overturn it, and then they did. So, I mean, there was things that happened, and, and again, that is not because of the officiating. It's not because, you know, whatever. It was just because the Raiders didn't execute well enough. I mean, simple as that. So, uh, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying when it comes to the the feel from Atlanta. And uh, usually on the podcast, my man, usually last night was different because I didn't get home till later. Normally, 12.15 Pacific Standard Time, I have the podcast up and ready to go. Uh, I try to get it going first thing in the morning because I know that a lot of folks listen on the way to, to work. And then it kind of uh, sets the tone. You can listen to the podcast early in the morning, then boom, the morning tailgate with Clay Clay Baker and Heidi Fang and Hondo Carpenter and Mike Pritchard. You can listen to them uh, starting at 7 o'clock. Then, of course, transition into the, the midday with JT the Brick at noon and then me at 2. And then, of course, Vinny Bonsignor, who's going to be coming up in just a few minutes uh, as he's back from L.A., 4 to 6 p.m. in the huddle. One more call before we call it a day. Damon, who do we got next? 502 Raider D. 502 Raider D. What's up, my man? Make it good. Here you go. What's up? What's up, brother? Check this out, though. This is, now, this is pretty much what happened last night. Okay. The lack of, of, of a true offensive line reared its ugly head last night. You know, we got rid, we, we got rid of a lot of players that had done well for us for a long time, and it finally, it finally came you know, to fruition yesterday. Because what happened was Derek was running for his life the entire game. We couldn't run the ball, even though they had the 29th or 30th worst-ranked defense against the run. Yep. The offensive line couldn't stop anybody from blitzing. They, they were coming from every side you could think of. And and that put Derek in trouble, and we couldn't get the ball. He, could, he couldn't get rid of the ball. We didn't get Waller involved. We couldn't throw the ball down the field because Derek was running for his life the entire game. Mm-hmm. So, what you, so what you run into, you know, you got to think, you played the third-ranked in the NFL, the third-ranked defense against the pass. Right. So there's a reason why that 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 I mean the truth is in the facts, man. We just we we don't have a line that can stop anybody. We have a lot of work that we need to do. You know, I'm glad that Jacobs came back, even though he didn't make much of a difference. But I'm glad to see him back. What we have to do is understand this, man. We're three and one right now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of teams that there's a lot of coaches and, and owners that would kill to be that right now. So I'm good with what's going on, man. I'm gonna wait. We got three more games to go for this first third of the quarters over. The thing's over with. We're playing some, you know, pretty mediocre teams offensively, but the Bears have a serious defense. Mm-hmm. We need to get that, that, that we need to get the line short up as soon as possible, man. You guys have a great day, man. It's a pleasure talking to you, brother. Hey, great breakdown, man. Really great call right there. That's the way to kind of mic drop. You know what I mean? Like I like that. That was a good mic drop moment right there. And, and you're absolutely right. The offensive line, uh, I mean, it's it's been doable. It's it's gotten by, uh, you know, struggling. And the way it's been playing, but they, they still found a way to win games, which is credit to them. But it did. It reared its ugly head on Monday Night Football. So a great call right there. And, uh, hey, it's no time to cry. It's no, And I'm not talking about fans. I'm talking about the team. It's no, no, no time to cry. It's no time to, to, you know, get upset about what happened. Hey, you move on 
and you continue throughout the season. Right now, the biggest concern, I think, for the Raiders, outside of getting that offensive line fixed, is, is, is injuries, you know, recover from injury. It's a ton of guys banged up. John Gruden mentioned it earlier. I'm sure you'll hear some sound bites for his uh, media session in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. He alluded to it. He, hey, there, there could be some serious injuries that uh, he doesn't want to break any news until he knows officially. So uh, pay attention to that. That could be some serious business. I did want to pass along this text uh, that I got from Fabian before I got out of here today. Uh, I thought it was a really good uh, text from a guy that was at the game. He said, here's my two cents. SoFi's pretty, as far as, far as the stadium, long concession lines. No TVs to watch the game while online. They ran out of Pepsi, and the egress was horrible. Oakland was much better and easier for getting out. Allegiance just a better facility. SoFi's fancy scoreboard really didn't display information or show replays the way you think it should have been done. As far as fighting, I only saw one in the parking lot after the game. Stupid people. That's from Fabian. I do appreciate the the text, my man. And I know that uh, you were out there just when Wendy was out there. You guys and the fam were out there. So cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And we will see you in Las Vegas on Saturday, Sunday, all no weekend Pepsi's long. Just outrageous. We do appreciate you. What'd you say, Devon? <laughs> no Pepsi. That's outrageous. Gosh, gosh darn. <laughs> There's always one. You know, I should make you do a push-up for that, but I'm not going to, man. You've done a fine job today uh, navigating through the wheels of steel and navigating through all the calls. So I appreciate you, Devon. Great job. Right now. And you what? You could lie? I could just lie and say I did one, yeah. So. That's a good point. I'm not going to let you do that then. That's a good point. I'll make you FaceTime like my man, <laughs> my man said. But a uh, good job. I appreciate you. Coming up next, Vinny Bonsignor in the huddle. He'll break down what he saw as he was there at SoFi Stadium and saw a really good Chargers team defeat the Raiders, giving them their first loss of the season. Thank you to the Raiders for having me here at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Be back in studio tomorrow, 2 to 4 p.m. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Yeah. Yeah.